And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. Send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. And you can find me on social media platforms at Trenton365. In the studio with me in the second half of the program is Eileen Sinet. Now, Eileen's got a bunch going on. And I think if you're involved in business or marketing here in Mercer County, New Jersey, more than likely, if you have not seen or met Eileen, more than likely you have seen or met someone that she has worked with. Um, so we're going to be talking about coaching, we're going to be talking about some marketing, some branding things, etc. And then we'll get into some details about some of the projects and things that she has coming up. And most importantly, encourage you to get in contact with her. Now before we do that, I do want to show those who are watching on television this uh, wonderful piece of marketing. Um, this event is coming up on February 24th, and it's done for uh, Black History Month, and it will take place at the Capitol Philharmonic of New Jersey at the uh, War Memorial Patriots Theater on February the 24th. So for those of you who are interested in the theater, if you're interested in the orchestra or the symphony, check this out, and you can find out more information by going on the internet, searching the website for Capitol Philharmonic of New Jersey, or Capitol Philharmonic Org. I apologize. No New Jersey added in there. Okay, so Eileen, well, it's been many years since we first met, it's but it's, it's awesome to actually have you in the studio. How have you been, number one? I've been good, with a little cold, but that's seasonal, and I've been really fine, thanks. Mm -hmm. And I would have not expected you to say anything other than that, because what you, how you present yourself right now is how you always are. You always have this uh, constant smile. Um, always willing to talk and to engage with people and I know that that has to do something with how you've gotten into this business of coaching and marketing and branding etc. Can you share a little, a little bit about your background and then uh, give the contact information for your business and then let's get right into it. Okay, background first. I started off with a master's in speech therapy which brought me to helping people with disabilities mm -hmm. and then after a downsize from Rutgers Medical School I opened a private practice, I had business people knocking on my door asking about public speaking and I decided because I like performance that I would shift from developmental disabilities and rehab to what you would say is the business person who has a little bit of an insecurity or need to develop their executive presence or their public speaking skills. Mm -hmm. and. Um were you, are you from this area originally, from New Jersey originally, and if not, what brought you here? I am a Middlesex County-born female here, and I did go to college in Boston, but other than that, I've been very New Jersey-centric. <laughs> great, great. You know, um, while you were speaking, and for those of you who aren't, wa aren't watching on television, um, the broadcast of this will be on a Friday night at 11 p.m. over at WZVN, or... Um, Channel 25 in Mercer County, New Jersey, on Verizon Fires. But you, but you presented what you were saying as if it was a theatrical performance. Now, I have not seen you speak in person, but I've heard some wonderful things from some of your clients about how you've helped them progress um, to where they are now, one of which is Bart Jackson, um, who is a good friend of mine as well. So um, can you talk about, okay, you made this transition from the speech therapy, from, from I guess, teaching it from a medical standpoint standpoint to um, presentations or allowing uh, people to do sp public speaking. Um, can you just talk about like the idiosyncrasies involved in that? The, the shift? Yeah. Well, I kind of see it as the same thing but easier. 
because when you have a disability, the role of the clinician is to assess the problem and then create a strategy to get them in incremental steps to their next target. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I'm doing with business professionals, except they don't have a quote disability or a handicap or a challenge as they call it now. So the idea is to take an assessment, a soft interview will give me enough information to say, okay, now I know what you want, now I see what I see, let's get to where you want to go. What's your goal? What's your objective? So it could be a president giving a graduation speech of his vocational school. It could be an executive in a big pharma company who is going to be on stage. It could be a pastor whose homily is not to his liking or her liking. And it could be a bar mitzvah kid sometimes. But most of my clients are professionals, business mm -hmm. professionals. Mm -hmm. Now, um, business professionals, uh, I think years ago, they were considered um, these untouchable people. Um, you know, they were just presidents or um, CEOs or CFOs, etc. But now, if you're leading a corporation, you've got to have that presence. You've got to look sharp, you've got to um, explain yourself in a clear and present way, and you almost always have to be on. Um, as a coach and as a public speaking professional, do you find that, that there's still a large percentage of the people who are unsure or don't really fully grasp the importance of that? I would say that at the very top, once you've made it, you might not care as much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's the succession group, it's the emerging talent that the top management is grooming for the next leadership position and I have a lot of those types of clients. So they may be a 35 year old superstar, 40 year old superstar, but they're not in the executive suite yet. Mm. But they're being thought of as having the results and the skill sets, but let's polish them up a little bit. And it could be anything from mannerisms to speech style to grooming, it, it can run the gamut when they talk executive presence. But presentation becomes the core of it. How do they sound in front of a group? Do they have a good, clear message? Are they confident? Are they connecting with the audience? The big three. Mm, mm. What's your contact information? Okay, Speaking That Connects, www.speakingthatconnects.com. 609-799-1400. Now, um, in, the, in the first couple of segments here, you've talked a lot about a, a very wide net of who your clients are, from uh, youth um, who may be speaking engagement, like a bar mitzvah, like you mentioned, to a seasoned executive or someone who's like a very uh, high talent, uh, air quote, superstar in an industry that's, that's transitioning to the next level. Um, is there any particular group that, that you have, uh, have recently seen more as a client? Oh, any specific, there, there are many groups. So I would say the 30-year-old emerging talent is in the pharma corporate arena, a very big group. I also see people with uh, accents and international global backgrounds mm. who want to make sure that they're as polished as can be. Does their accent get in the way? Uh, are there cultural differences in how you present? I would say that's another group. 
and I think there's a women's group as well for speaking with more confidence and, and personal presence. Mm -hmm. And uh, being here in New Jersey, I think, really helps out because you mentioned big pharma companies. I mean, we are a very diverse community here in New Jersey. Uh, we have a lot of wealth. It's one of the wealthiest states in Mercer County and Middlesex are very wealthy counties, et cetera. So do you find that you've got a, a large base of, of clients who um, are, are ready? <laughs> well, I guess if I had a sales rep, I would find that <laughs> I'm really ready. But having a business for as long as I've had a business, it's always you know, marketing and looking for the next opportunity, going to network meetings, presenting, creating workshops that uh, sometimes not for profit and that will introduce me to new audiences who might then be potential clients. Mm -hmm. Now you touched on something uh, earlier about pastors. Um, because a lot of times, especially in, in pastors of uh, large churches, and we'll call them mega churches or, or whatever, and uh, pastors who are of, of color, African-American, Latino, Hispanic, etc., generally they're always told um, they're charismatic and so forth. But a lot of times the charisma may not be enough to get the message across. So you get a chance to actually work with them to, to maybe fine-tune things a little bit. Is that correct? I've never had a too charismatic <laughs> pastor or clergy person, but I have had pretty rote reader type uh, pastors, which are the, uh, they're not African American, by the way, but uh, so one of the goals was to bring that person into this scripture because they're just reading it. It's pretty boring to me. Um, and I've had someone who had a speech defect, who was a clergy person, who uh, needed to override some of that speech articulation difference and still become very powerful. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that clergy makes up the bulk of my business, but yes, I've worked with different people. All right, great. Now, um, I, I do... I wanted to be clear for the folks who are listening and watching the program um, to reach out to Eileen um, because, again, we're trying to grasp a very large net of, um, of trying to stimulate you to get involved in this. But you, you can work with lots of different people. I mean, if, if there's a, 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 an educator who does um, presentations before groups, those types of, of people are available as well, right? Absolutely. I, right now I have a client who's going to be the recipient of a woman's award for her volunteerism and she's not yet as comfortable as she'd like to be receiving that award mm. in terms of making remarks. So that can be a type of client, someone who tends to write out word for word who's a memorizer. And I would say like Bart Jackson, writers in general are very married to their scripts. Mm. They love their words. But I think when you're in front of an audience, and it's not a State of the Union address. Mm. There can be a much more engaging way of speaking that's more conversational. So it, it's, it's what do you want to say, not necessarily write it out, but let's bullet it out. Let's, let's create the roadmap so you know you're going to get there. If you say the, any word, you can speak about it without having to script it. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm a little more involved with getting people to own their messaging rather than to write it and memorize it. 
-hmm. I guess I'm a little bored in an audience of listening to well-written but not powerful speaking for mm -hmm. that written script. So I, I like the entertainment, I like the energy. It's really more energy and edutainment, as they call it, but I, I need that heart of the and soul of a person on stage or in front of an audience to grab me. Mm. And, and we're going to get into a bit more about that because that's something that um, seeing you in, in public and watching how you maneuver through a room. You've been watching me. Oh, I've been watching. Ah, like, okay. like we were just at Pasix Theater right. at, uh, for uh, one of the... Um, for one of the events there, just watching you navigate through the room, and 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 we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Okay. I've got Eileen Sinet, um, who is in the studio with me. We're going to be talking about a lot of details about public speaking, uh, coaching, and and also your independent individual branding, which is also a bit of this as well. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show over WIMG 1300, and we'll be back after a short break. As I often say, well, first of all, welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. I often say that the bloopers and, and the behind-the-scenes, off-the-air conversations are awesome. And even in the production booth um, where my lovely and talented soon-to-be sidekick, Beanie Stansberry, is over there right now, um, we, ha we have a really good time here. In the studio with me is Eileen Sinet, and Eileen has been talking a bit about our history, but long and short of it, she's a speech therapist. Um, she can help you with public speaking. She can help you if you're a pastor with doing presentations. And then we were just talking about something that a lot of people don't really think about, but that's also how do you pre present yourself or conduct yourself when you're in an interview? I mean, oftentimes you can go, go in and just read off of something on the internet or a booklet about, hey, just a certain way and, and do this and do that, but it may help to have some Someone who can sit with you, who can actually teach you, um, hey, some of the mannerisms that you have, how you project your voice, etc. And I think Eileen can do that as well. So Eileen, um, share your contact information, and then let's talk about the importance of, of the services that you offer and how that can be utilized for someone who's going for an interview. Okay. So speakingthatconnects.com. That's www.speakingthatconnects. Dot com and 609-799-1400. That's how you can reach me. And as far as an interview goes, you know, back in the early part of my career, I had one of my first opportunities and I was working for a career management company. It was a mom and pop uh, group and my role was to videotape the uh, interviewees after the head of this organization had already coached them. Mm -hmm. So that was when I bought my first suit. It was way back before I did that. <laughs> and I had a camera, and I videotaped the interview. And what I learned from uh, this man, I don't know if he's still around, Frank Need, was uh, who had worked with uh, What Color Is Your Parachute? So I'm giving him a little bit of a kudo. Was really to have a presentation in mind before you go into the interview, after you do your research, because you have to do your research on the company and whatever you can find out about your audience, whether it's a one-person audience as an interview or a very large audience, whatever you can find out is really worthwhile getting that information. But he coached his uh, people who were outplaced executives on three areas. He said, know what your personal characteristics are, know what you're good at, Mm -hmm. and tell me a couple accomplishments. 
And when you can, and I now package that for my clients. Three adjectives to define who you are. You may say friendly, hardworking, and gregarious, but I might say um, soft-spoken, uh, self-managing, and uh, let's say um, controlling. It, some of those words are going to work for you, some of them aren't, but to really look deeply at the job description and what are who, who is going to do that job? Mm. The, who are you? I'm a this, this, and this kind of person. Who is really good at this and this? Let me give you an example. So I did this, and it demonstrates my skills and my personality. That's really the gestalt. It's like a little nugget. And you don't memorize it. It's just your back pocket response or modification of a response when someone says uh, do you work well as a manager or are you better off working alone if you know who you are and you know what you've done and you know what you're good at you can answer that question in that realm Hmm. You know, I, I, you just, uh, and this often happens, folks, when I have guests in, which is why um, when I bring guests in, I want to talk to them just as much as I want to introduce you to them. So, Eileen, you just gave me a nugget, right? Um, I'm thinking about that, not elevator speech, but that, that thing that's it's, it's always there in your mouth. It's always ready to blurt out. And for me, it's taken a while for me to, to develop that. Um, do you encourage people to self-reflect and figure out those core principles that are theirs so that at any given moment, they're ready to say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what I'm good at? Especially if you're going for a promotion or if you're going for an interview. But even in the networking area, you could have three of the same type uh, the same uh, occupations, three dentists, they're not all the same. They may have similar training. They may have similar backgrounds, but each one is a different person. Mm. So how do you define yourself? You mentioned the word branding. So I say I promote confidence, clarity, and connection in speakers worldwide. Someone else might say something else. And for me, speaker confidence, message clarity, audience connection or engagement, those are my, you know, keywords. You know, we're in a society now, we're in a social media world of mm -hmm. keywords. So it's even more important. What are your branding keywords? Whether it's for yourself as a networking, as you're networking and talking about yourself or your business, or whether it's for an interview. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, if you were to uh, say you were working with a group of high school students, um, who are about to embark on higher education, they're about to go to college, and they may go through that inter interview process uh, in some capacity, what would you suggest to them? Besides coming and taking a course, <laughs> speakingthatconnects.com, right, right, or right. by calling Eileen at 609-799-1400. So I think there's nothing more important for anybody than to know who they are mm -hmm. and to be authentic. So what I would tell seniors graduating and taking interviews is be yourself. Be your authentic self and plan ahead a little bit by doing your research and know 
how you can describe yourself, what you've done that showcases your skill set. It's the same idea. Just to give you an example, when I do my um, program, Four Points of Connection, which is a presentation program, it's based on two mentor relationships, learnings that I've had in my course of being a professional and entrepreneur. One of my mentors taught me skills from the outside in, how to stand, how to look, how to express with your gestures, mm -hmm. and how to organize a speech. My other mentor taught me how to be spacious, how to be connected, how to be real, and it had nothing to do with structure and organization. I don't think you can have, I don't think the best is one or the other. I think the best is having outside skills and inside skills. So really feeling the who you are as you speak what you've prepared mm. is the authenticity that I think really influences people much more, that heart connection, soul connection. If everything else is equal, the ticket is your personality, mm. vibration, chemistry, and you can only be who you are. So if you don't hire me, and I have all the credentials, because someone else also has all the credentials and you vibe better with them, that's reality. Mm -hmm. But if you were authentic, feel proud of yourself. You did a great job. You move on to the next one. You know, oftentimes uh, you, sp you spoke about synergy, and this happens like when I'm sitting across the table and I'm interviewing folks and chatting, is that you, you literally, it's almost like you went inside of my head and, and pulled, pulled out something. But one of the things I, was, I wanted to ask you, or at least share, was that you can prepare the best that you can. You can be equally qualified with someone else and may not get that opportunity. That's just, that just happens. That doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It could just mean a choice, one or the other, you know, one A and one B. And for people to not get discouraged, if they put this effort in, this time and this research, this studying, this preparing, and then they don't get what, the, what they were seeking. Just keep keep on progressing. So, how do you handle um, sharing with your your clients, the ones who feel as though I've done everything I was supposed to do, but I still didn't get it? Well, it depends on what it was. I, you know, if it was a job interview or a promotion, something like that, we might examine what was done and tweak it a little bit. But if it was done well, it's my job as a coach to reinforce the positive and support the person in their disappointment moving forward. Can't win every game all the time, forever and ever. I think it, it, it takes wisdom over time mm -hmm. to learn that without getting down. And believe me, even though I've been around for a while, I still can, you know, feel disappointed. You know, you get an opportunity to be a consultant for a firm, you have a second interview, a third interview, and then it doesn't happen. I'm going to be disappointed, mm -hmm. but it's not going to crash me. I'm going to move forward. You know, every one client said to me, every setback is an opportunity for a comeback. Mm. I like that. Yeah. That's good. That, that he, needs to be on a t-shirt or something. Exactly. I'm not sure it's original. Every setback is an opportunity for a comeback and he was a client and he did not get the promotion he wanted but his attitude was that 
and he influenced me by that really truthful way of responding. You know, it's he wasn't he was disappointed, but his energy was about let's move forward. Mm. There's a comeback coming up somewhere. Mm. That is a, if you later if you could figure out who that is. And because when I share it, I want to make sure that the credit goes to the right person, if you can recall who that is. But, um, but that's absolutely uh, amazing. I, and I think that that hits spot on. So we've got about three minutes left, but I do want you to share a little bit about things people should avoid. I think you should avoid reading what you are going to speak on. Mm. So, like I said, unless it's a very, very formal event, like a State of the Union address... We talk like this. We have no script in front of us. We talk to our families, our friends, our associates without scripts all the time. Conversation is much more prolific than, say, a presentation. We do a lot more conversational speaking. So I don't think preparing by writing is the right way to go. First of all, it's a portrait. It's a top-down, like we learned in high school, you know, Roman numeral 1, A, A sub 1, 2, 3, etc. That's a very linear way of thinking. I would prefer a landscape orientation with some flow chart. So it's a view at a glance, and you can, your mind actually, your brain actually processes better when it sees geometric shapes with language in the boxes rather than all words from top down on a page. So that's one of the tips in terms of how to organize a presentation, but you probably need some training from me to be able to do it. I do have a book, you could look it up there, but uh, a workshop is a possibility or private coaching as well. I'll tell you what else not to do besides reading. Um, well, reading you know, brings me to eye contact. And the most important thing when you're addressing a group is to see somebody and talk to them as if they are one-on-one -on -one with you. And so your eyes have to neurologically learn how to look here and talk and then continue the sentence over here and then influence someone over here. So eye contact is very important. So any time you don't have eye contact, you have a hole in your connection. What else can I tell you? Um, don't have a lot of busy slides. Mm, great. Your slides are not your presentation. You are. Unfortunately, we're up on the end of the program, but I promise to have you back. Will you okay. come back? I would love to. Awesome. Thanks. Eileen Sinet has been my guest. Um, you can reach out to her by calling 609-799-1400, 609-799-1400, and the website is speakingthatconnects.com. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station. Have a great night.